0: And welcome to another Geek Town podcast. This week we had the chance to go up to the Play Expo in Manchester and we spoke with a number of the independent game developers that were showing there. There's lots of different types and styles of games in various states of development. So I'll uh, tell you who we're talking to beforehand. If you want more information about the games, um, go and check out the post on the website. Uh, It's got videos of all games uh, and links to where you can go and find out more or buy them if they're uh, already released. So the first person we spoke to was the developer of Schrodinger's Cat and the Raiders of the Lost Quark. It's a puzzle platform game, um, very cute, got some very cute cartoon graphics in it and it's all based around um, physics and quarks and uh, Schrodinger's Cat being the sort of Person to save them all. It's uh, being published by uh, the uh, Worms People Team Seventeen, um, and is available on Steam right now. So either go and search for it on Steam, or go and click the link on the website.
1: Alright, uh, shorting has gotten the Raiders of the Lost Quark. Um, for me, I've always seen like I've always been a big enthusiast of physics. I don't have a PhD or anything. I'd love to, but uh, this is the closest I'm going to get. Um, when it comes to physics I know that there's a big audience out there people well I can't say big but people who really really love physics they're passionate about it and a lot of folks out there who look at it like this unattainable rocket science and brain surgery type thing um, but very rarely does something coming out come out that hits um, physicists on their own level for one as in terms of jokes and gags and, and stories and things like that um, and secondly uh, when you look at stuff online, the visuals for Schrodinger's cat are always so uninspiring. When you look at at YouTube or Wikipedia, it's it's always these poorly drawn cats and boxes and hammers and things like that. And so I wanted to make something that was visually as spectacular as I could make it, in the hopes that if you love physics, it's something you could get behind. And if you don't know anything about it, it's still appealing and enjoyable uh, on any level. And I'm I'm getting that here. But anyway, uh, the game itself, is like a throwback to um the glory days of my youth of uh, yeah. the retro 2d platformer my youth got, too. <laughs> yeah <laughs> with a little bit of um uh, like a lot of story thrown in there it's a little bit odd world a little bit lemmings is what yeah. i like to say yeah. so i mean uh odd world for me was always a, a great story it was uh, you know this crazy world crazy creatures you had to learn what they did and then how to deal with them as you went and secondly um lemmings i always loved the fact that they would Give you a handful of goodies, and point you to the exit, and yeah. say you're on your own. If you screw up, that's not my problem. Yeah. And they would just leave you to it. And if you died, you had to start over. That's that's they don't. Not a lot of games are made like that anymore. Yeah. So I wanted to do, sort of recreate that feeling. Um, and so what I've got now is this story where uh, the particle zoom has gone completely awry. Uh, all of the leptons, gluons, and bosons have gotten out. The gluons are stealing stuff. The leptons are eating everything and the bosons are getting in the way, and the only person who can sort this out, the only, the only being who can yeah. sort this out, is Schrödinger's cat, quantum superhero. So Schrödinger's cat comes on the scene, his only friends inside the zoo are the quarks, and those quarks, he can use them in any way possible. Any three quarks will make a combo,
0: um,
1: but it might not be the combo you need at that exact moment. So you need to learn all the ways that ups, downs, tops and bottoms can combine together to make gadgets that'll lift you or break walls or or bounce you up onto something or protect you from goo or knock out enemies or carry them away. Yeah. So there's there's a bunch of different combos, so it's and it's loaded up with good old physics puns that physicists love and <laughs> and it's uh no, it's a good old romp through the standard model.
0: Yeah, I you're right about the, the artworks. Beautiful. Um, Reminds me very sort of Double Fine and, and Tim shape and stuff, yeah, so yeah. very, very much that sort of stuff, mm-hmm. but it's really nice. So it's kind of really I, stunning. Uh...
1: Well, thank you very much. I, like, I, before this, I was working for an animation company, and oh, yeah. so I, it, and luckily, I mean, I've got, I've got a programming background, right. but I've always enjoyed story writing and character development and you know, writing dialogue and, and just making weird creatures. So I'm lucky enough to be able to create something in the art, and then throw it into the game, and then code that thing so it works. Okay. Um, so it, as opposed to, it's it's taken 18 months to bring it from nothing to what it is now. Right. Which what wow,
0: that's impressive for 80 months. Yeah,
1: well, I mean, I, I can't say like I certainly did not do it alone. I had a team yeah. of um, had a couple of developers for about six months. I had a an animator like because of the animation company that's my easiest contact. Yeah. Um, music, uh, sound, um, background artist, a concept artist for a little bit. But um, as time wore on and the game got bigger and the budget got smaller, yeah, um, I I've kind of been doing it on my own for the past eight months or so Okay. and so now this uh, once I hooked up with Team 17 they gave me all the support I needed so they were QA they were localization they uh, they gave me a coder when I needed it, a level designer when I needed it so I'm really glad it's been really fortuitous meeting up with these guys
0: yeah uh, what's it written in?
1: I'm sorry? what's it written in? Uh, C-sharp Unity Okay. Yeah, it was, when I first started looking for what to develop this in, I was going for a 2D platformer. Yeah. Um, and as I asked around to find a developer who could get me kickstarted, you know, um, I would get a, you know, everybody had a different answer for their favorite. Yeah. But everybody's second place was Unity. <laughs> and that's, I, you know, Unity probably won't appreciate that. But yeah, yeah, Unity but... is fantastic for a lot of things, but it's not perfect
0: for yeah. everything,
1: yeah, and and but it, it does a really good job for all the like. I can now take this game and put it onto the PlayStation, put it onto the Wii U, put it onto you know whatever's available, yeah. Um, if I have the right license for it, whereas yeah, I'm sure I could do that in other systems, but the fact is, like any programmer I ask, I say, "What's your favorite?" and they go, "Well, it's Corona, or it's Hacks, or it's Game Maker, or it's you know, yeah. XNA," and then well what's your second favorite and they all said unity yeah and so my thought was like well, if i hired somebody who's an expert in corona and then that guy died then <laughs> i'd have to look high and low for another corona developer who could understand what that first guy did but if everybody kind of gets unity yeah then it's the perfect little universal tool that'll <laughs> make everything work
0: yeah i mean I, I i'm no i'm a web developer i'm no programmer but the uh, uh even i with Unity, and, yeah. and it's, it's so easy to, to kind of pick up and do something with, I yes. mean, not to get, I mean, it's kind of much more difficult to get it to that level, but, uh, yeah, but, <laughs> but you
1: know, yeah, so uh, is this, uh, is this out it's now? It's out now, yeah, it uh, released on uh, September 23rd, it was released, um, it's on PC, Mac, Linux, all on Steam, Cool. and the plans are to move it onto the consoles by first part of next year. Excellent. I'm, yeah. I'm Great console game, I think as well. I think so too. You know, and, uh, another great thing about being with Team 17 is the doors that they open. I mean, having that validation yeah. of somebody who's been in the business for 25 years going, "This game's worth a look." Yeah, um, it, it opens a lot of doors. And so, in fact, one of the questions I get asked most is, "How did you get onto Steam, and how are you getting onto?" Yeah. It's like it's not me at all. It's the fact that I've hooked up with Team Seventeen okay. that is opening those doors. So I, I was able to bypass the green light process and that sort of thing because, um, with, you know, with Team Seventeen, um, they, they're just you know everybody's like, well, oh, oh Team 17's on the phone, hold my calls, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's amazing uh, being a part of this.
0: So the next people we spoke to were the guys from TerraTech. Uh, we actually saw an early version of this back in April at the gadget show. Um, So it's really interesting to see how much they've managed to advance in uh, only a few months. Um, Really interesting game uh, basically involves being able to construct all your vehicles and put them together a bit like you could with uh, Lego blocks um there's a video up on the website and a link to more info again they're uh coming out on steam very soon um there's a link to their steam early access page uh, so you can uh, keep an eye on it and see when it goes live um here they are
2: hi so uh we're showing Terratech. it's a game about building vehicles out of modular lego like bricks then um, exploring a procedurally generated alien planet uh, finding enemies made out of similar uh, constructed pieces, shooting bits off them, taking their bits and building your vehicle stronger. Cool,
0: okay. You, you can get the vehicles quite large I seem to Yeah,
2: agree. yeah, that's it, that's it. Um, we, we, we've seen vehicles up to about 64 by 64, it's about as big as it goes at the moment. Oh, wow. Um, but that's, yeah, that's huge. We, we have some really big competitors in the Sumo Challenge mode as well, uh, where people just have all of the pieces available from dispensers and they can build it as large as they like.
0: So, uh, same to you. We we saw this at, at, at gadget show last about uh, well, early in the
2: year, that was what, April. Yeah, that's right. How how much has the development moved on since then? So uh, we have uh, three different corporations in the game now. So corporations are basically different sets of blocks. Uh, each one specializes in a different thing. The, the first set is uh, GSO, which is uh, like the starter pieces. So they have a good range of wheels and guns and boosters and and everything you need, but it's all a little bit weak. Um, Then we have Geocorp, which is much larger. They're they're the giant yellow ones that look a bit like uh, digger dumper trucks. Um, And uh, they they have all these pneumatic drills and heavy mining equipment, but, but no projectile weapons. Uh, and we have the newest corporation, Venture, also in there now, um, and they're, they're sort of extreme sports, rally car type stuff, nice. so they have spoilers and very lightweight uh, vehicles with very high power wheels and dirt tires and suspension and everything. Um, we also have terrain blending between the two different, um, the two main biomes that we have, so we have the grasslands, which turns into desert, um, and we also, we're working on the salt flats biome, which is in there now, but uh, it still needs a little bit more uh, polish. And uh, we have mountainous biome as well, um, and then we also have the base unit in there. So now the player, the action centres around the base, which you have to protect. You have to supply with wood, which turns into biofuel to power it, and keep the shield running, which protects you and heals your pieces. Um, and you also gather all the resources that you collect to there. You can craft them into new bits for your vehicle or sell them back to Earth for currency.
0: Cool. Okay. What, what stage are you at with it at the moment, is it it's still in beta at the moment?
2: Yes, so we're still in the beta, the beta programme is available from our website, it's uh, terratechgame.com forward slash support hyphen us, um, and you can join our beta programme for £30, um, but yeah, we will be putting out uh, the game on Steam Early Access, um, and uh, yeah, so that's that's coming next.
0: Cool, okay, uh, and you went through Kickstarter for this? Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, we uh, we successfully uh, were funded on Kickstarter which was, was really great, um, it was it's really amazing to see the support that the game got and uh, yeah, so we're just uh, just following through and finishing the game now. Cool.
0: So, the next person we spoke to was Nick, the director of Digerati Distribution who was there with two different games. Um, First one is called Slain, which is a sidewood scroller, pixel based, very kind of hardcore um, old school gameplay um, hack and slash platformer. The second game that he had was uh, The Sun and the Moon, which was winner of Lumadare 29. Um, It's a very unique looking uh, platformer, which is incredibly infuriating to play, but brilliant fun. Uh, and has a lot of replayability over so you can kind of get the score higher and uh, and it, it Just great great fun to do um, So here's Nick talking about those two games.
3: Okay, sure. So uh, my name's Nick Alfieri I'm the director of Digerati distribution. Uh, we are the publishers of Slain uh, Coming to PC and console platforms in March or April next year uh, At the moment we're showing a pre-alpha so uh, there are a few systems are in place the uh, The combat's a little rough, uh, but it gives a a great idea of of what the game will be, which is a um, gothic platform adventure, real old-school level of difficulty, uh, very authentic throwback platforming, um, some of the most incredible pixel art I have ever seen. Uh, The developer uh, is a a studio called Wolf Brew Games. They're based in Texas, Uh, the lead artist and designer. Is a gentleman called Andrew Gilmore who has got the most insane amount of talent um, I've ever come across. He's uh, also a oil painting. He also does oil paintings and uh, pixel art and, and anything else that, that goes with the uh, under the artist umbrella. He's been in the industry for 25 years, um, and you know uh, I'm surprised that. Um, Every time I receive a new build of the game I'm, I'm amazed at what I see so it's great to also get that feedback from other people at the show. Uh, there's been lots of deaths, uh, there's been lots of um, try-agains and um, I, I have give a bit of advice where I can uh, but you know we want to keep it as uh, true to the final uh, difficulty as as when it, it will be when it ships so
0: yeah I mean it's, it's, um, it's a very nice looking game proper sort of Throwback classic um, artwork and and the difficulty level. I mean, it's. I, I remember uh, playing around with it yesterday and, and just um, you know going, you're getting killed, going back to the start, getting killed, going back to the star, or going back to the checkpoint. You know, it's it's um it's like proper old school kind of uh, work. So, uh, Andrew,
1: planning for your next trip.
3: has drawn a lot of inspiration from people say Castlevania. It's I, I we we understand the Castlevania comparison, you know, the gothic yeah, platforming feel, but it's uh, the game plays a bit more linear than Castlevania. And, and Andrew's actually never played a Castlevania in his life. So think of <laughs> the old Stagnosis titles. Uh, Shadow yeah. of the Beast. Uh, my personal favorite uh, has been always will be Altered Beast. There's a lot of inspiration taken from Altered Beast. Um, Barbarian. Some people will see a couple of little pieces of barbarian in there, uh, but this really is its own game. Um, and yeah, you know, for for, for myself, uh, i feel pre- completely privileged to be able to work with uh, Andrew and Wolfbrew uh, at such an early stage of my, uh, you know, publishing career.
0: So how, how did
3: you get involved with uh, publishing games? Uh, I came, I've got a retail background. Uh, I came from a, a publisher called uh, Merge Games, based in, in Cheshire. Right. We, uh, we ship like, limited edition retail boxes, so um, Terraria, Binding of Isaac, Limbo, uh, Frozen Synapse, so sort of all the top tier indie content. Uh, I had a sales and marketing manager role there, and I did a bit of PR, the community, uh, and a little bit of everything, really. Small headcount, the company still is. They're still thriving without me. Um, uh, we, we, you know, I moved to America. We went our separate ways, and I set up the Joy Distribution, which is um, uh, eighteen months old now-ish. It's going well. Uh, very well. We've got a catalogue of uh, nine games on Steam. Uh, soon, sorry, soon to be nine. Uh, we've got Sun and Moon launching on the the fourteenth of November. Uh, I've got games coming to Vita, and obviously all the you know. The, the console platform. So yeah it's, it's going great, I love working in gaming and uh, yeah, it's great to be involved in, you know, with the community at this level at a show like this.
0: Do you want to, do you want to tell me a bit about Sun and Moon? Because I've just been playing that. It's, it's very fun, but um, could be horrifically infuriating, I
3: think. <laughs> so the Sun and Moon, um, were, the original version of this was a um, Ludum Dare entry. Uh, the theme was beneath the surface. So the sun and moon is Daniel's interpretation on beneath the surface. Um, Daniel Linson, the developer, has been very active this year um, for the past sort of 12 months, entering uh, lots of game jams, Ludum Diaries. Uh, this is his first commercial release, but he's also placed uh, in Ludendari 30. He placed, I think, third with the hop slide, which received. Uh, th- sorry, I think he actually placed first with Hopslide. say first? First with hopside um First with Luda, with the Sun and Moon for Ludendar twenty nine. Third with twenty eight in twenty-eight with Javelin. He won the Game Boy Jam with a title called Roguelite. So uh, this is definitely his time, you know we've, it's definitely now is the right time for him to go the commercial route and uh, Again, another project I'm I'm super excited to be aligned with, and uh, this will be coming to Vita um, Q1, and then console platforms after that.
0: Cool. Okay, I, I look forward to playing more of it. Although uh,
3: it is one of those games you're going to end up getting stuck on for hours and hours and hours. <laughs> so the, the the really interesting thing about this is is of you know the mechanic uh, is is very unique um, yeah. and. Because the controls are so tight and it feels so intuitive, the, the when you make a mistake, you know, it's your mistake. And yeah. that gives you that try again factor. Um uh, very super meat boy esque and you know <laughs> yeah. people have thrown that at me a few times over the we were at EGX and now and here, yeah, and, and, and uh played, you know, the last couple of days and um, I mentioned to Daniel, he's obviously more than happy to, to take the Super Meat Boy. Yeah, class. sure. Um, so, uh, if we could do anything like Super Meat Boy numbers, I think we'll all be happy.
0: <laughs> the final person on the podcast is uh, Alistair Beckett King. He's the developer of Nelly Cootalot, The Foul Fleet. Which is a beautiful looking little adventure game about Nellie Cootalot who's a pirate and she uh, Is trying to rescue a bunch of hypnotized birds from the villainous Baron widebeard uh <laughs> It's uh, fantastic. He was great fun to talk to. Uh, he's also got one of the best quotes on the uh, I've ever seen on uh, his website from uh, Tim, Tim Schaefer, the uh, genius behind Monkey Island, which says that Ginger Jesus guy is funny, um, which <laughs> which is due to the fact that he has very long ginger hair and a very big ginger beard. Uh, here's Alistair.
4: Hi, hi Dave. Uh, my name is Alistair Beckett King, and my game is called Nelly Coutelot The Foul Fleet, and it's uh, published by Application Systems. Okay. Uh,
0: do you want to uh, explain a bit about what the game is and
4: uh, how it works? Uh, Nelly Coutelot The Foul Fleet, it's a, a point and click adventure game in the classic style in which Nelly Coutelot, a female pirate adventurer, uh, is charged with rescuing a fleet of water birds who have been hypnotized by an evil baron and are going to lay siege to an island, so she needs to, she needs to stop them before feathery destruction ensues.
0: Um, so
4: it's that kind of story.
0: <coughs> okay, um, what's your background? Is this the first game you've done? Have you done ones previously?
4: Uh, the, the, the background for this game is, uh, a, a, in the early 2000s I made a little freeware adventure game about Nelly Kootselot, where she goes on another adventure and rescues some other birds. Uh, and in the context of uh, freeware adventure games that did really well it was very popular obviously that's quite a, a small niche uh, I, I, I'm not ashamed of it uh, and um, so since then I've been in uh, you know in my spare time I was I was building up a sequel and then last year I kickstarted this to, to properly to properly make a go of it, and, and thanks to application systems coming on board, uh, it's going to get—it's uh, got—it's had an HD makeover, or rather upscale, yeah. uh, and uh, it's getting more translations than it would have got, and uh, it's going to appear on more platforms than it would have. Okay. Uh, oh, I didn't say what my background was. Uh, so uh, no, go on. Uh, I, I, no, we've got more um, uh, my, my background is as a filmmaker and comedian, which is a bit of a weird mix of skills. So I do okay. I do film and animation stuff during the day at the moment on the game, and I do uh, stand-up comedy in the evenings, right. um, which is the perfect crossover if you're not a fan of sleep.
0: Yes, I can imagine. Uh, so so what, how, how on earth did you go from, from kind of... So, are you programming this
4: yourself, or? In the beginning, I was programming it. I was working uh, with a piece of free software called Adventure Game Studio, uh, which which uh, I think is a wonderful piece of software, but it would have limited me to Windows only and quite low resolution. Um, and we've moved into Unity with the help of application systems, uh, uh, and I do not understand that. Uh, so, so, my level of nerdery has its limits, um, and um, I'm sure I... Uh, you know, I'm a big... I am... A, no. Uh. I've started self-examination in the middle of answering a question. It was a mistake.
0: Uh, To be fair, you have long hair and a beard. Um, I I, I think you're fitting quite well. Yes.
4: Yes. Nobody's thinking, what's he doing here? They're all thinking, yes. He's probably just not got his cosplay outfit on yet. That's what they're assuming. Maybe a young Gandalf. I don't know. Um, that, That sort of thing. Um, yes, yeah, so, uh, so I'm, uh, I've designed the puzzles and I've I, I, I blocked out the, the, the basic code and I'm working with uh, application systems uh, team and uh, uh, their programmers are bringing it to life in a more robust way than I would have been able to. But, but really the crossover between animation and, uh, and telling jokes on stage and writing sort of puzzles, because it, it being a point-and-click adventure um, it's not, it, it's not, you know, it's not like the kind of games which give you kinetic responses and are, are, are like that. It's about story and it's about having having fun, interesting characters who you get to know and you get to understand them and realise how you can make their lives better or worse, and further your own ends. And so it's much more like storytelling than uh, than anything else. And that's what I, that, those are the kind of games I really get excited about. Okay, where did the inspiration for it come from? Um, I, obviously, I would be lying if I didn't uh, admit that I played Monkey Island uh, yes. at some point. Yes. Um, but, the, uh, but beyond that, the, uh, the main character, Nelly Kutselot, is based on my girlfriend, who is uh, a big fan of, uh, no, uh, among other things, adventure games, uh, pirates, and uh, wildfowl and birds in general. <laughs> Fair enough. A huge fan of ornithology as a, as a subject, and so I uh, created a, a fictional pirate uh, in her image, Uh, who goes around rescuing birds. Um, Originally, so the first game I made originally, I made it as a birthday present, which then became a Christmas present, which then became a next Christmas present. Uh, And this one is is probably many Christmases overdue.
0: I guess if you ever split up, you do get the satisfaction of killing a virtual version of it, and finding something else. That's true, yes. Uh,
4: I've got uh, all the power is in my hands.
0: So... um, how far along, is this completely developed
4: and out now? Or? Uh, it's, it's not out yet. We're, we're in a strange situation because I, because, uh, we've gone, I went through, the, quite far through the development in, in AGS and now we're moving into Unity. So right, we're okay. in a stage where uh, a huge amount of the game exists in the form of being blocked out, a huge number of the assets and the animation and the dialogue exist. Uh, in terms of the Unity implement, implementation, we're relatively early on. Um, so if you were to play it here, you've got sort of pre-alpha, Situations you'd be you'd be spotting glitches and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, uh, but th- that wouldn't be representative of the stage of development we're actually at, because we, we're recording voices and, uh, and and loads of the animation is complete. Uh, so we, we're sort of working from the outside in to the Unity build. Uh, so at the moment we're aiming for the uh, first quarter of two thousand and fifteen for a release. Cool. Okay. Is that? Yeah. Yeah. That,
0: that's right. Um, there, what's
4: Oh, it's a good. Uh, I, I should check with Volker uh, with or someone from Application Systems. Um, at the moment, for definite, um, PC, Mac, and Linux. Uh, okay. And there is uh, a possibility, uh, we've been testing it out on uh, iPads and tablets and iPhones. And it works shockingly well. Uh, I was really surprised. It looks absolutely yeah. lovely. seeing it. I, on a, I was thinking on the small screen of an iPhone, it's not going to work. It works. The graphics look absolutely lovely. Yeah. Uh, it's, there's just th- making sure that people's fingers fit up the right size for the interactive part. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Um, and uh, and there's the and there's the distant possibility of the of uh, the Nintendo Wii, Wii U, uh, which is okay. Uh, that yeah. Which is an interesting one uh, that is that is just sort of popped up. But I don't know. I I, I would be. Foolish to start making any bold statements there because I genuinely have no idea. Right. Okay. Uh, I'm in charge of drawing the pictures. Sorry, <laughs> Mister. I can't answer the questions. That's okay. <laughs> oh,
0: cool. Um, have you got
4: anything else in development, or is this is this going to be it for the moment? Um, uh, for the moment, in terms of games, I have ob- obviously there's, there's all ideas in the back of the mind. But yeah. uh, for, for me, this is. Um, my project. This is the the absolute focus. Yeah. Uh, application systems are working with a number of developers in in parallel, like me, who they're either publishing or collaborating with to produce other things. So, uh, I, I invite you to look at their browser of wonderful <laughs> games. Uh, I don't I don't know. Uh, for me, uh, it's it's a world where I can't escape pirate-based humour. Uh, which is as, as delightful and maddening as you would imagine. It's, it's a
0: rich tapestry of, of humour out of pirate it's Yes,
4: it's, it's, it's a, a rich theme, a rich vein. Um, I do look forward to being out of it, um, <laughs> but, uh, but I'm not going to do that until the game is as good as it can possibly be. You need to get your girlfriend interested
0: in space. <laughs>
4: in space? <laughs> anything yeah, else? Yeah, anything Have you got any that other interests <laughs> than pirates, for goodness sake? Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that.
0: Um, oh yeah, I was going to ask... Uh, what, how do you get the voices? Are you getting actors
4: involved for it? Uh, yes. Um, we uh, thanks to uh, partly thanks to Application Systems and partly thanks to the Kickstarter. Uh, we've worked with a range of uh, voice actors, um, and it's been it's wonderful, been wonderful working with people who have worked on you know, you know adventure games that I love like uh, Broken Sword. Oh yeah. Um, or TV shows like the uh, you know the uh, the old series of Doctor Who and. Um, uh, or the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy radio series, those sorts of thing- things. Things yeah. which, which for me, uh, or the Family Ness. I was very excited to work <laughs> with, uh, with awesome. the actress who voiced Elspeth. Uh, oh, Angus, if you remember. Oh, I who blew a thistle whistle. Um, um, uh, so it's been wonderful working with really talented uh, voice actors with, with enormous range, yeah. and taking my little amusing jokes about pirates and getting them to make them much more funny, and and, and making the sort of the serious bits of the, the or the the more emotional part of the story or the more narrative part of the story seem dramatic and interesting and make the funny bits sound funny uh, and bringing the characters to life. It's been a huge amount of fun. Who have you got from Doctor Who working on it then, from the old Doctor Um, From the old day, um, I I can't remember which of our... I'm remembering the list that I put together from IMDB. Right, Okay. The... uh, um, uh, I can't remember. Sorry, OK. I've only got All
0: Alright, cool.
4: I would like to say David Tennant, but it would not be accurate. I don't think that quite counts as the old days.
0: That's it for the Play Expo interviews. Um, There is one more game I would like to give a mention to, which is a game called Wolverblade. Uh, I did speak to the developer of it, uh, a guy called Michael Heald. Uh, He was great really really interesting unfortunately the audio got really mangled uh so apologies michael you're not making on this podcast i will uh, email you and talk to you about um coming on and you can have a show to yourself because you were fantastic to talk to and really interesting so uh hopefully we'll have that coming up soon if you want any information on any of the games in this podcast uh, go to the website uh look at the podcast post It's got videos of all the games. It's got links to where you can download them uh, and links to the website and places for more information. The uh, trailer for Wolverblade is on there as well. So even though we didn't manage to get him onto the podcast, uh you can look at the game uh, it's absolutely beautiful um uh, link through to his website uh, have a look at the stuff it's really really interesting fascinating game so that's it thanks for listening we'll be back with another podcast really soon um
1: cheers hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter